Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing fantastic, Neil. I can't wait to talk to our guests. A- absolutely. Big, big fan of Don Most. We know him from so many different projects, and then we're going to talk about his music. And Greg, as you were talking off air in the green room, you just remember so many memories growing up watching him. Oh, yeah. You know, with his with all of his friends, you know, hanging out at his best friend's house and going down to the shop and hanging out with, you know, people we can't talk about, but pretty amazing stuff. It was incredible it was just one of my favorite times of uh of growing up is you know between the mid 70s and mid 80s you know watching uh watching don and his pals yeah yeah don wouldn't you think isn't that like crazy to think about just how it just lives on a lot of your projects still live on all the time and people just watch it yeah yeah it is amazing um because it's been a long time and they you know have been playing that show for a very long time so um and and now it's all these years later, and and with all the streaming channels, uh, there's, there's a bunch of opportunities to still watch the show, and younger generations are being uh, still you know introduced to it. So it's it's pretty cool. All right, go, Greg. With questions for Don. Yeah, well, you know, Don's been doing a lot of amazing things besides acting. Um, you know, music for sure, right? You did some directing. I'd love to hear about either one of those. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, well, I guess we could talk about um, the directing and then head in and then segue into the music. Maybe that's cool. Um, yeah. On the directing, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention the names of, of the projects I've done, but people could look up on IMDb if you're familiar with that. Uh, imdb.com it's the internet movie database and you could look up uh, anyone the actor director producer and you could see what they've what they've done and sort of in chrono- chronological order so um I, I i've done three independent films as a director and um i really enjoyed that uh it's been a while i've i've got some new projects and trying to get going so I could direct again. But um, but if people look up, uh, like I said, they'll see the titles of the ones that I worked on as a director. One was a very heavy drama, a pretty, um, pr- pretty powerful uh, drama, uh, which people might not have expected. But that's uh, that's what I, I enjoy doing all all styles, you know, whether not just comedy and um as an actor and or director and then the second one was more of a more of a comedy it had some it got a little more serious towards the end but it was definitely more of a comedy so um yeah people could check them out uh they'll see they'll see the names and be able to uh find them on tubi and amazon all the the, the usual suspects <laughs> so um uh, yeah, it's, uh, the, the directing was a great experience. Did you learn a lot from the experience, you know, with that unbelievable cast of friends, uh, you know, how to become a director, learning the process, being behind the scenes on watching all this action happen with so many geniuses on that set, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was so much talent Um uh, you know, not only the cast, which was fab. You know, I mean, everyone it was fabulous, um, but 
our director was um, a, a comic genius director by the name of Jerry Paris, and he and he started as an actor himself. Um, and getting to watch Jerry and you talk to Ron Howard, he'll say he'll tell you how much, you know, uh, what an influence, what a great influence Jerry Jerry was on him as a director. Um, and so we learned a, a tremendous amount from just work, you know, just working with him and the and watching and watching it. If I wasn't in a scene, or if I wasn't, uh, you know, if I had the the ability to. To, the first two years we were shooting it like a movie so if I you know if I was done for the day I could sit uh, and I would I would sit and watch a lot of the other scenes even though I could go home but I just wanted to soak it all in and um, and then of course Gary Marshall was our executive producer and uh, and Gary directed a bunch of our episodes and, and then I I had the opportunity to work with some other great directors too. And I got to work with Jonathan. We worked, we were on the road and worked real closely. He loved collaborating with the actors. And so, you know, that experience was a, was a tremendous one. And then I got to work with Ron when Ron wanted to prove that he could direct. Um, he asked me if he had an idea and he said, would wanted to know if I'd like to develop the idea and we could uh, turn it into a, a script and he wanted me to play the lead and he won and we chewed it sort of on weekends because we were working on during the week so we did um and we got about halfway th through the film and then ron got an assignment to direct his first film for roger corman coincidentally so um so i worked with ron very closely in that capacity before he really was um, before he started officially directing. So yes, I've, I've had a wonderful, the great opportunity to learn from so many, uh, so many talented people. Hmm. Well, you know, one thing I, that I kind of remember was, you know, around the time that, that your show was really taken off and uh, actually probably midway through, um, you know, Harrison Ford and uh, Suzanne Somers movie, you know, came out and uh, did, did you feel that that like added even more interest uh, I mean, to your show? Did it kind of accelerate it uh, more fans? And um, well, the, the timing actually was, it's interesting. Uh, Gary, Gary did a pilot uh, back in originally in 71, I think it was with Ron Howard and Anson Williams playing those same parts. Um, but it didn't sell. Uh, I think Marion was in it as the mom, but it was a different father, a different daughter. There was no Ralph. There was no uh, Fonzie. And it didn't sell. So then what happened was ABC is like, remember, well, wait a minute. We had a pilot about the 50s. D didn't we? You know, so they went back to Gary and said, we'd like to redo the pilot because the original pilot was softer and um and they and they didn't even know if ron and anson they thought they might be too old to play those roles and gary was like no no they could still do it but they made uh, the network made gary screen test them and along with a bunch of other hopefuls like myself so i was screen testing for potsy <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh and uh but then they anson and 
Ron, obviously, that's still got cast again. Um, and then the, the, the executives told my agent they liked my screen test so much they wanted to put me in the show and they were coming up they would create a character for me. Um, and there was a small uh, character had a small part in the first in the pilot. And they said, we'll give that to him and we'll that'll grow, you know, and he'll, he'll be a, a regular character. So that's how that happened. But in answer to your original question, sorry for digressing for some people, it might've depending on the timing of when they watched it mm. and kind, kind of influenced how our show uh, the direction our show went. Excellent. Oh, that's that's really interesting information. It's really cool to understand and how things develop and how it became popular. Uh, like Greg, I would never have thought a show in the fifties would be popular in the seventies, right? But I guess we saw that in other shows later on. That was the first to do it. Then you look at the Waltons. Yeah. You look at all these other shows. They did the same thing. It was placed in a different time period. And it yeah. really, really turned out well. And it taught family values. I think that's the thing that I really like about that show, Don, is the family values that people are still watching, that there was respect, there was different things. They took things that, that are teaching people still today about family life and everything and respect. Definitely. And yes, that's true. The show did always have, I mean, it was a show that the family could watch together and, and really enjoy and feel comfortable um, and Gary, I think that was a, a real one of the great things he did. I don't know if I appreciated it at the time as much, but he always wanted um, to have without beating it over your head and being too preachy, uh, some, you know, something that represented those values that you're talking about and that supported that and and um, wove it into a, the show so that there was there was some meaning, be, you know, at the end of it, you felt good about uh you know how the characters went through what they went through and what they learned and what we were imparting to the audience you know um there was you know like when they saw what kind of influence here's an example like that Fonzie had so they put in an episode where Fonzie was going to get a library card and you know, he'd never he, he'd never known about you know he'd never experienced that and it's like wow you can you can go in and get any of these books and you know so he got his library card and then i think they said the number of people that were getting library cards it increased by like you know some ridiculous amount of, of people now going and getting library cards so i mean that's just one example of of instilling something you know that like you talked about that had had uh something um uh, that you would look up to that you would want your kids to to know and to be exposed to, uh, and and if you look at some of those old, some of those episodes, you you could really see how how it was woven in there. But in a way that was still it was funny, it was still entertaining, and um, and it wasn't preachy or anything like that. Yeah, wow. Do you do you um do you guys still keep in touch with the cast? And do you guys? Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I just spoke with Anson yesterday and we talk all the time we're best friends and um and i've been i've been in touch with ron and henry lately i mean we have been and um that's continuing um, i'm actually going to see henry on saturday because he's he's doing a tour for not, not his new book uh some other book 
I think there's a new book coming out. There's a new book coming out for him. I think that's potentially because I saw that in an advertisement when I was seeing. Yeah, yeah he's got a memoir that's coming out, but he's also uh, out touring some other children's book that he wrote with somebody else. And he's going to be in, you know, I'm in Colorado now and he's going to be near me. So we're going to get together. It'll be great to see him. So, yeah, definitely. We stay in touch. Fantastic. Let's talk about the music now. Let's go. Yeah. Congrats on the uh, Grammy potential thing. So kind of go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this the CD that that um, just came out. It's called New York High. And it's comprised. I had a CD about six years ago that um, another one that's jazz standards and big band kind of swing and and all the great, you know, some of the great American songbook uh, tunes. And it was called Mostly Swinging. And it was a really great experience and wonderful musicians and really turned out well. But we, I just did another one. Um, we're still doing some of the jazz standards, but with a little more of a contemporary jazz feel as opposed to the big band. And it turned out great. And um, it's what I'm excited about is uh, it, it, did, it made the Grammy ballot as album of the year in, in the, it's in a category called uh, traditional pop which is the kind of music that I'm talking about and um, so it got on the to get on the ballot is a is a big deal and um, the, the academy uh, the voters for the Grammys they're all uh, this week I think is uh, they're voting and it'll get down to the final you know five and hopefully mine makes that and then I'd be nominated so anybody out there uh, is or knows any voting members of the Grammys uh, I, I urge you or encourage you to listen to my album and for your consideration uh, people can get the album on iTunes and Spotify Apple Music and all of those all of those platforms so um, I'm, I'm excited just you know getting to this stage was really cool and um, we'll see what happens what, what was like the big inspiration behind this particular album for you? Um, I don't know if that there was what the way it transpired was um, uh, somebody uh, that I really met online, um, and he 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 was friends with a with a record producer, pretty uh, you know guy who's very accomplished, and he said I think you two should meet. He said I think uh, it'd be great for both of you. Um, and it turns out he he's in the Nashville area, but he was out coming out to L.A. for something. So we we met, we had lunch, talked about music and and he, he heard my previous album, liked what I was doing and and said, yeah, let's it was his idea that we should do this one um, with a little bit more of a contemporary jazz setting. And um, and I, I really enjoyed working with him. We we worked we took a lot of time picking out the songs and and then then he had a a great guitar player arranger that he worked with to to set the sort of form for each song and what the arrangement would be and they had great musicians and and it, it was awesome a great experience and it, it turned out well, really well as a matter of fact um the the the, the album's called New York High but there's also a, a single track on the album called New York High and uh, it was released um, in the UK uh, last month 
um, they wanted to release it their first at official release. And it's on this chart called the Heritage Chart. Um, and it's moving up. It's, 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 it's like way up there in the charts right now in the UK. So that's kind of cool. And um, so we'll see what happens over here. <laughs> you know, hopefully it'll do similar, similar kind of action here. All right. That's great. Thanks. Now, Greg has a final question for you, Don, and he asked all our celebrities this question. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. So this is an important one for me so that I can improve my own life, but also more importantly for the people that hopefully get an opportunity to watch this interview with you, Don, uh, since you're such an inspiring character and, you know, touched so many people over the years. Um, so Don, well, thank you. you're welcome. Um, what's the most important thing in life you feel you've ever learned? Oh my gosh. Most important thing in life I've ever learned. Oh, that's a heavy, heavy question. Um, I, I would say uh, the importance of family and, um, and, uh, and, and keep and keeping yourself healthy, family and health. <laughs> those are, those are two two things that are hitting me right now. So, and, you know, you asked me the same question a year from now, might maybe uh, they would still be up there, but there might be another new one. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but, but right now that's, what's hitting me. Yeah. That's why you're no longer in LA. That's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm in Colorado to be near um, my daughter who, who uh, just had, had a, a baby girl and uh, my wife and I and our grandparents for the first time. And we wanted to be close, close That's fantastic. to them. Yeah. And then, so uh, can you still based on, are you going to be doing more directing still and be able to do any acting or more directing now? You, um, no, probably more ho hope some directing, but probably more acting. I I've done more films in the last uh, three years than I'd done the previous 10. Um, I'm really busy. Um, I did, I think about seven films in the last two years. And, um, and I even just worked on one, uh, two months ago, no a month ago, because uh, it was a small independent film and we had a waiver uh, from SAG. We were allowed to shoot. So, um, I, I see a lot more, hopefully a lot more films in the future. Uh, I think we, I think we will. That's yeah. fantastic, Don. Once this gets through, I can't wait. I'll be celebrating for sure because, you know, television and movies are being hurt by this. But it's one thing that's the only plus is Netflix is getting certain series that did really well. They stopped showing, meaning like on some other network and Netflix is thinking of picking some of them up because of the popularity. Because oh. now people are watching older films, older movies, and they're like, oh, we love these. And now opportunities are coming. So I just think it's going yeah. to be a really a huge thing for you guys once it's over. So I'm hoping, yeah, yeah let's yeah. keep our fingers crossed by the end of the year. It's over. That's on the, that's I, sure, I, I sure hope so. Yeah. Let's put that out there. <laughs> I'm putting it out the universe. It's going to happen. All right, Tom, best place you can get, find information on you. Where's the best place for you? Um, I have a website, realdonimos.com, but um, I'm woefully, behind in keeping it updated uh i would say probably even better is to go to facebook don most or or instagram don most one or twitter 
which is at most underscore Don. Those places would be good. We, free, we appreciate it, Don. Greg, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. We're definitely going to have a part two soon. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, great. Great being with you again, Neil. And, and Greg, nice meeting you. And thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that was a special simulcast of Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews Live from the Grotto. Greg Hanna. Take care, guys.